seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk a little bit this morning on the birth of Christ. And while I was going over this, there's so many different things that I wanted to do today. There's something I wanted to do, but I want to save that for New Year's. Amen. Uh, for New Year's because of the principle of moving into a new year. And, uh, um, but I do want to bring out a few things that the Lord was showing me here in the book of Luke. If you have your Bible, turn to Dr. Luke, the book of Luke. Luke was a doctor, a physician. He was great with details. And there's some details that he laid out here that are very important that I want you to see today on the birth of Christ. There were some things that took place in Luke chapter 2 that the people, there was a decree taking place and everybody had to go and register and they had to go to their cities. They had to go and leave their place and go register. And chapter 2 verse 3 says this. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judah, in Judea, excuse me, Judea, to the cities of, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. And to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while he were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered or for her to give birth. And she brought forth her first son and wrapped him in swatting cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your scriptures, O oh God. I pray, Lord, you would just speak to us and give us a revelation of your word, Father. In Jesus' name, and everybody says... Amen. You know, the greatest thing that we have is today is the birth of Christ. We have the birth of Christ and so many things took place after that. Here we have the birth of Christ and, and there's so many traditions that are made up during these times. People have traditions. People have certain things that they do, places they go, stuff that they, 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 they either eat or drink or things that uh, um, they open. And even like right now with us, we've, we've always... And Christmas, the day before, like yesterday, we usually start at night doing it. But this year, we did it. This year, I talked to my children. I told my kids, it's Jesus' birthday. It's his birthday, and we have to glorify him. And we need to, we need to exalt him. And, and yes, you got presents. Yes, you have this. But we're not going to open them up until after service. Now, for a kid, telling a kid that, it's like telling them, you ain't going to get no candy when it's right in front of you. On candy day. <laughs> Amen. And, and so with the great thing about it, they were happy with it. They were fine with it. You know, you know, oh, what can I get one? You, know, you can open one. You know, one's not going to kill me. One's not going to kill you. Hello, somebody. And they had an they had a exchange yesterday. So they exchanged, uh, had a, a, a present exchange. So everyone who had their present exchange with, among them. But, but they understood that it's not that gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Come on, somebody. The gift that keeps on giving. The gift that'll get you, amen, uh, out of the pits of hell. The gift that'll change your life. The gift that'll deliver you from drugs, amen. The gift that'll deliver you from depression. The gift that'll help your marriage. The gift that'll change your life, amen. That, that's the gift of gifts. And that's the gift that we want to open today, amen, if you're willing to open it. If you want to open it, amen. 
you know, there's a few thoughts here that, that hit me very, very hard. Is that all of us can act like an innkeeper. An innkeeper when it comes time to open the gift. The Bible says that Joseph and Mary were walking and looking for a place to bring in this, this child. But there was somebody who was there at the inn and he said, no, you can't come here. It's too full. He couldn't allow himself or to make room for Jesus. And sometimes what happens in our life is we're so full and we're so busy with time and things that we don't give room for Jesus to come in our lives. And we block him out and we don't let him come in and dwell and grow up healthy in our lives. And so sometimes we can be an innkeeper and uh, thinking that, yes, you know, I'll, I'll, I have Jesus, I love Jesus, but in reality, we are not giving room to him. How many here can say you've closed the room on Jesus before? How many can say you've ever kicked out Jesus before? Amen. And I'm putting both hands up because I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. And so sometimes what happens, he's trying to come and bring a blessing to you. He's trying to come and bring a breakthrough to you. He's trying to come and bring peace to you. And sometimes we don't let him in. Sometimes we don't let him in. And at this point right here was taking place. He was going to be born. He was trying to come and bring a blessing to that place. He was trying to come and bring a blessing to that, uh, to that inn, to that, that city, to that, that place where they were at. And they missed it. I don't want to miss my blessing. I don't want to miss my healing. I don't want to miss my strength. I don't want to miss my peace of mind. Uh, amen. I, I, I don't want to miss it this year. I don't want to miss it this year. Amen. I don't want to miss out. Amen. On what God has for me. I want to unwrap what he has for me this year. I want to be able to say, okay, this is for you. I come to you and I'm bringing this to you. Can you come on? So I'm bringing this to you. I'm bringing, I'm bringing my love to you. Will you unwrap my love? I'm bringing peace. Will you unwrap my peace this year? I'm bringing, amen, relief of the depression in your mind. Will you take it? Will you unwrap it today? Will you let me in today? Amen. Will you let me in today to start something fresh in you? Well, you will take me in right now so we can start. Someone say something new. Something new. Now, I want you to see something really quick with me, if you can. Uh, these, um, these three things that, that, that hit me here. Well, he was being born, the completing, the, the, there was everything needed to be completed for her to be delivered. Now, the completion was this, that all the taxes and everything else was being laid out for her to be taken care of before she gave birth. All these little minor things were being taken care of. He says, I'm telling you, God's a God of order. And God will take care of your little things, your petty things. Sometimes we think that he can't, or sometimes we think, well, we got to do it. God said, no, no, I'll take care of it for you. Trust me enough to be the Lord of your life. Trust me enough to put things, amen, in order. How many times has he put this stuff in order in your life so far? How many times has he shown up in your life? How many times when you thought he did it, he did it? And here's a picture he's showing us. He's getting everything in order. Because I'm telling you, the enemy wants to destroy every great work in your life. He wants to destroy every tremendous breakthrough. 
See, the reason why they want everybody to go register, the reason why they want everybody to go to their cities, because they knew there was a king that was being born. And they're out to kill the king. They're out to destroy the new king. They wanted him not to rise, not to become, amen, somebody of power. It's the same thing in our lives. The enemy tries to destroy stuff in our lives when it's new, when it's really born. How many remember when you first got born, you were, you were in love with God? Well, let me say it like this. I went when, when you first met your wife, you're like, oh, you're flying. Ooh. Hope you still are. At 20 years, I'm still like, ooh, hello, somebody. Hey, Amen. Still trying to, you know, praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> you, you, that, that love and that fire and that passion is there. And all of a sudden, the enemy tries to come and kill that fire, that passion. Tries to kill that, 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 that respect, that honor. And that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to kill Jesus before he grew up and became something powerful. Something great in our lives. He tried, see, the reason how you, the way you kill a, a, a giant is not when he's asleep, it's when he's a baby. Because he's going to grow up one day and he'll be huge. And they were trying to kill this king before he was even born. Before he can, amen, uh, before he can come and take away that depression. Before he can come away and take away, amen, that hurt. You could take away, amen, all that junk. See, the enemy knows, he knows, he knows how to manipulate and he knows how to come at you and he knows how to lie to you. Amen. amen. How many have you been lied to here? Anybody here? Just, am I the only one to been lied to? Amen. And then you believe that lie. And all of a sudden, then the lie becomes truth. And the enemy likes to play it like that. But I want you to know that God takes care of the petty things. God takes care of the little things. And all this, look, all, this, all these things that were taking place. And I need you to see this with me because I, I want you to see this really quick. He put everything together. Everything was being brought together. Everything was, was taken care of. He was, he was all, the, all the registration, all the stuff that was taking place was for a reason. But God also had a, was, God was putting everything in his position and his place because something great was about to happen. He was about to be born. It says this, and she brought forth her first son and wrapped him in swaddled clothing. Now, they, 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 this is the thing that hit me. The King Jesus, if I can say, a child wrapped in a cloth. And this is just, this is just a handkerchief. I can try to get one that's really been used. Hello, somebody. And it was something that was laying that they grabbed that it was just wrapped me. You know, you know how I remember growing up as a young kid, how they would get their babies in and they would get them really tiny. They still do it now. Now make it like a tamale. And that's what, that's what the type of wrap was. It was, it was a tight wrap, but it was, it was a cloth, a, a garment, that, a garment that they would use to muzzle animals, to blind animals sometimes from seeing certain things where they can put harnesses on. The garment that they covered, our king, our savior, was just something laying around, something that was used for the animal that she was on, and we used it on Jesus. Okay, I want you to see that really quick. That picture. How much would us we do that with our son? 
We want the best for them. Even the doctors, you don't got nothing, they'll bring you something. Something clean. But they got him and protected him and wrapped him up. Now, I want you to see this. They wrapped him up. Why? First of all, because the inn wouldn't take him in. They put him in, someone say a major. In a major. His birthday, his party, his birthday suit was a cloth of an animal, a cloth of, of, of filth. So this is, this, is, this is the beginning of his life. I need you to see this because we're seeing him all beautiful and pretty in the little basket, looking all nice and, you know, cheeks all red and, you know, get that blue eyes, ding, ding, that smile, that Colgate smile. They ain't got no teeth yet, but ping. And we have that picture of, oh, everything was fine. No, it, it was not a perfect birth. It was not a glamorous thing to be like, oh, look at her. She's having a baby with a bunch of animals. Oh, how cute. They're all looking at her. <laughs> Amen. I want you to see this because we have a weird picture of his birth being glorious and his death being awful. How many know what I'm talking about? We have the picture of his death being whipped and being beaten. But we look at the picture of sense of Jesus being born in a major or over DQ. I don't know about you, but I've been in a ranch. I've been, uh, you know, in Texas with the cowboys, you know, in a place where dust is everywhere and dust gets everywhere. Amen. Dust gets everywhere. They're wrapping them up now. You need to see this. Now, the, the container, the major, the, the, the container they put them in was a feeding trough with hay. And if you ever picked up hay, how many ever seen little bugs crawling in hay? Amen. Some of you guys think you're vegetarians. There's stuff crawling in your, in your stuff. Hello. That was for free. That was just for free. A little bit of meat there. Little flavor, but he, he's he's in a major now. Now I, I, I need you to catch this with me today. He's in the major. Excuse me. He's in a, he's in the fitting trough. He got these. He's he's got he's got some some type of stuff fluffing up inside him. Come the straw, whatever you want to call it. He's laying there wrapped in some garment in the major with animals all around. Women, you gave birth. How do you think you feel? I got three kids. Amen. I I got three kids. I don't know about it, but my wife was not like, this was awesome. Let's do it again. Amen. The first child, I think the way he stuck us in a closet. We we went to some weird stuff having all our kids. I don't even talk about it. It was so bad. But the woman, how you felt and what she felt, what the Mary felt. And she had to listen carefully. This is what I never heard anybody say. She had to nurture her baby. She had to nurture her baby. The condition she was in, the place she was at, how the baby was covered, how she was, that baby, when it's born, what does it need to do? It needs to what? Eat. It needs to be nurtured. 
it needs to be taken care of. And Mary, being where she was at, allowing this to take place, doing what she did, allowing putting the baby back where it was at. Now, this is what I need you to catch right here. Lead him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, the, the major simply the thing is, it's, it's, a, it's, a feeding, it's a feeding throng. Now, now there were in the same country shepherds living in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings and great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who Christ the Lord. Mm-mm. This is the picture you got to see here today. Regardless, church, what he was wrapped in. Regardless in what he was laying in. Regardless of where he was sleeping at. Regardless of all that in his life. He was still called to be the King of Kings, our Savior, our Lord, our God. He was still called. What I'm saying to you, sometimes it feels like life will wrap you up with some junk that you feel like, why am I wrapped up with this? Sometimes you feel like, why am I in this position? Why am I in this filthy area of my life right now? Why do I feel like I'm in a major and nobody loves me and there's just a bunch of animals around me? And they're looking at me. And one just called me mom. Hello. One called me Theo. One called me uncle. What's going on here? I, I, you can feel in your life that birth of Christ. But remember this. That experience that he went through. The angels co-signed and said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because what you have right now in the city of David is a savior. I'm here to tell you today, don't be afraid of what you're going through right now. Don't be afraid of how you feel. Don't be afraid of what's taking place in your life. There's a savior in the city, amen, of Grand Terrace. Hello, somebody. Who's come to give you life, peace, and joy. Who came to take away the sins of this world. Who came to give you a breakthrough. Who came to say, I'm here. Amen. Regardless of how you feel and that itch you can't scratch. Where you feel like, why can't I, why can't I stop doing this? Or why can't I get over this? And why can't I get that? He goes, I'm here for that. Will you open this present? Will you open this breakthrough? I'm standing before you. Will you let me in? Come on, somebody. Will you let me in? So that we can finish strong, not wrong this year. Let me in your life so that we can come, go to a place you've never been. I don't know about you, but I need to go to a place I've never been. I, I need Jesus to take me to a place I've never been. We need, we need to go further and greater than we've ever been. So I, I ain't have time, amen, to sit and lick my wounds and say, why 
did I not get led in the mission in? Why did only Motel 6 take me in and not the mission in? Church, we need to know today, and you need to know this with all sincerity, his birth was not as glorious as we think. It wasn't as, as we all see in, in movies and pictures. It was rough. Anything that's giving birth, anything, something great's going to happen, it's rough. Your breakthrough is going to be a little rough, but it's worth it. The transition in your life, coming out of where you're at in your walk, it's going to be rough, but it's worth it. I'll never forget 23 years ago when I met the Lord, when Jesus came into my life. It was a rough transition, but it was worth it. I went through some ups. I went through some downs. I had some things I didn't understand. Some stuff I got myself wrapped up, and I don't know why I got wrapped up in this. Some stuff that I got myself, uh, uh, and I'm serving God, and I got myself into some things. I was like, God, how did I get myself here? But God said, it, it's here for a reason. It's here to shape you, here to mold you. If you take, come on, if, I mean, if you hear all these things. And because I stuck it off long enough, I was able to see, I was able to unwrap what he had for me. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. I want to challenge you this morning. We've seen these young children bless us. Amen. The Bible says, come to us as little children. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. If you can come to him as a little child this morning, forget about what took place, what has happened. Forget about a lot of stuff in your life right now. And just focus that Jesus was born today for you. A Savior is here for you today. To save you from whatever situation in your life. To save you from yourself. To save you from whatever is happening, whatever transitioning you're taking right now. Maybe you're going through something that Nobody knows. You're going through a feeling that nobody knows. A sickness. A pain. An issue that's just overwhelming. The Bible says, uh, very simple, church. That in this city was born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And I'm telling you today that right now is your time to unwrap that present. To unwrap his greatness for you. Stand with me this morning, church. To unwrap what you need from him. What do you need this morning for him? What do you need from Jesus this morning? What do you need to take place in your life? He's here for you. He was born for us. They said, you will know who he is. He's wrapped up. They even told him how he was going to be wrapped up. They told him. This morning, God knows what you're wrapped up in. God knows what's going on. It's not like he doesn't know. He knows. But sometimes we just are too proudful. Sometimes we're just not today, maybe next time. Get rid of all our embarrassment, all our pride, put it aside. Get today 
the gift that God has for you. Get your breakthrough. Get your peace. Get your joy. Get your restoration. Get what he has for you today. You're here this morning. You're saying, Pastor, that's me. I need to unwrap. I need to. He's, he's at my door. He's knocking at my heart right now. I've accepted him. You know, maybe you have not accepted him. Maybe you need to accept him. Maybe you're like the innkeeper. You pushed him away. Or maybe you're here today. You're saying oh, you, you haven't been giving him the room that he needs. And you need to open up and really give him the room to blossom in. And be here. You're saying, you know what? I need to unwrap the gift of peace and joy. I need to unwrap the gift that's going to heal my marriage, going to heal my life, heal me, heal my relationship with my child or my son. I need to unwrap it. If that's you this morning, God's speaking to you. I want you to come right now. Come now. The altars are open now. This is your time. This is your time to say, God, here I am. Here I am. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Father, we need you. Oh, we need you, Lord. We need your touch. We need your strength. We accept you. We accept you. We unwrap everything, right? We unwrap the peace, the joy. We unwrap your strength. Begin to speak to him this morning. Begin to cry out to him. Cry out to him. He's here. 